This is Help Wanted, the show that tackles all the big work questions you cannot ask anyone else. I'm Jason Pfeiffer, Editor-in-Chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. And I'm New York Times bestselling author and money expert, Nicole Lappin. The helpline is open. When you hear the term personal brand, you probably don't think that it applies to you. You think that it applies to celebrities and influencers and entrepreneurs who seem to be making money in some way off of Instagram and you can't exactly figure out why and frankly, neither can I. But anyway, you don't think you, but maybe you should because we just got a question from a listener that blew my mind. It's so weird and crazy. And it is from someone who did not think that they need a personal brand and then discovered in a way that and in a place that you just would not expect suddenly is valuing people with them. What does this all mean? Well, let's listen to the question. Hey, Jason. I recently was told that I was passed up for an opportunity to work as a head hostess in a fine dining restaurant because the other candidate had a bigger social media following than I did. I have zero interest in getting followers on Instagram and social, but am I going to have to? Is a big following and nice to have or need to have in today's workforce? And if I do need to start building an audience on social media, how do I even start? Thanks. Okay. So first of all, thank you for calling in with that question because, oh my God, it's so weird. I am well aware that personal brands can be important. I have a personal brand. I think a lot about my personal brand. But did I know that it has infiltrated the world of restaurant hosts? I did not. But now that I think about it, it kind of makes sense. And I think that we need to take this seriously. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to break this apart in a couple of ways. First, we're going to talk about how to think differently about the personal brand. And if you feel convinced by that as you listen to this, then I'm going to tell you how maybe you can start building one of your own. And let's start with this. Actually, this came up in a recent issue of Entrepreneur Magazine. Adam Bornstein, who's a friend of mine and also a columnist for the magazine, he is a consultant. He has a consultancy called Pen Name Consulting. And uh, he was answering a question from an entrepreneur about whether or not they need a personal brand. Now, this makes sense because people who start companies often have to be out representing those companies. They have to be the face of that company, or at least it's really helpful if they can be. And if not, they need to identify someone else who can be because, of course, people relate more to people than they do to brands. So if you want to connect, if you own a company and you want to connect with your customers, it's really helpful to have a face out there that people can identify, connect with, feel attached to. And not everyone's comfortable doing that. But Adam's answer here, and I'm just going to read the very beginning of it because it actually applies a lot more broadly than even I thought about when I edited this column. Because now I'm listening to this listener's question about the restaurant and I'm thinking, oh, wow, this is bigger than I thought. And here's what Adam wrote in response to a question from an entrepreneur about whether or not they need a personal brand. I have the magazine in physical copy right here. I'm going to read from it. All right. Imagine comparing two people who work for you. One employee does everything you ask of them. The other does that too, 
but they also go above and beyond to identify opportunities outside the job's general requirements. Not everything the second employee does is a hit, but a few things are, and those uncharted opportunities add asymmetrical upside to your business. Which employee does more to help your company? Okay, so why are we reading that? First of all, just for the phrase asymmetrical upside, which is a great one, but also because you, in whatever position you pursue, wherever that is, might want to think about whether and how you present asymmetrical upside. What does that mean, by the way, asymmetrical upside? What we're talking about here is value that is not from a expected linear path. So if you are a host at a restaurant, then the very linear way in which you provide value is you do a good job hosting. You greet people, people feel good that they are there, you fulfill the role of the host, which is to put a friendly face to the very beginning of the experience of someone coming into the restaurant. But could you also create asymmetrical upside, which is to say something that is totally outside of that expected realm, but still quite valuable? Well, if you had a large social media following and you're posting about working there, or you're not even posting, but you become recognizable to the people who are walking in, well, then that is some kind of asymmetrical upside. And you can understand that if someone's running a restaurant, they might be interested in someone who can add the expected value plus additional value. And why not hire that person over someone who can just deliver expected value? Now, does this mean you and literally everyone who tries to get any job ever anywhere all need personal brands? No, this is not coming for everyone. I just promise you that it's not. But it's always worth thinking Are there resources out there that are available? Are there things that you could do to become more marketable in the job market that nobody's asking you to do, but that frankly, they would appreciate if you did do? Yeah, those opportunities exist and they're worth thinking about. And building a personal brand happens to be one of them because it is within your grasp. It's not easy, but all you need is some social media apps that you already have on your phone anyway. So, Why not take it seriously for a moment? Think about what the personal brand is. Now, I I understand why the idea of a personal brand can sound deeply unappealing. It sounds insanely self-indulgent. It sounds kind of obnoxious to a lot of people. And frankly, even the people who have personal brands, it sounds obnoxious too. I think it's obnoxious. The idea that I have a personal brand is ridiculous, but I'm doing it because it's a really useful business tool And frankly, it's kind of fun once you lean into it. But anyway, I get it. I understand it. It sounds weird. It sounds icky. It sounds like maybe something that you're going to feel like you're sticking your neck out on. Your friends aren't doing this. Or people are going to say, what is this obnoxious thing that you're doing now? But what if you instead just look at it in a different way? What if you instead look at it from the perspective of people who are really good at personal brands. Like when you go on the internet, you see people who do a good job at this. You like them for some reason. You follow them. They fulfill something in your life. And it doesn't have to be an obnoxious thing. 
I have people who in my life are, are they're, they're friends who are, do jobs that maybe you don't think about as being personal brand adjacent, like, I don't know, I'm thinking of friends right now, psychotherapist, personal trainer, teacher. These are people in my life who are building in some way or another some kind of personal brand. And for that, what that really means isn't doing the influencer thing where they're staging photos of themselves in Bali. What it instead means is doing something that is very appropriate for the realm in which they operate, but is also very intentional and audience-focused. The difference here is that when you're just posting on social media, you're maybe just showing your friends what you're up to. It's very unfiltered and it's not really for an audience. It's not intentionally created. You're just posting, you're just sharing, you're doing it in a tossed off way. But when people have personal brands, what they're thinking about is why would someone who I don't know follow me? And that has to be because I'm going to deliver some kind of value to them over and over again, and it's going to be really focused value. I'm not going to send them things that are unrelated to the value, to the reason why they follow me. I'm instead going to be thinking always, is this serving? Is this bringing some kind of happiness or insight or guidance to my audience? And that will very quickly start to help you filter what you do and do not post and maybe think differently about the things that you do post. So, for example, my friend who's a personal trainer, when he uses social media, he is only posting advice about personal training. That's it. He's not sharing what he ate for breakfast and he's not sharing his family's vacation photos. He's just sharing advice for personal trainers because he knows that personal trainers are following him and they want to get advice. You know, the most important thing that you can think about if you are creating any kind of media, any kind of product for any kind of audience, and that could be anything from uh, the podcast that I make right now that you're listening to, to a social media feed, is that you want to create a balance of predictability and surprise. The predictability is that people are coming to this. People are are welcoming this into their lives because they know, generally speaking, the value that it's going to give to them. And the surprise is that they don't know exactly what that value is going to be each time. So think about, I don't know, this podcast, for example. You listen to this podcast because Nicole, my co-host on many of the episodes, and I have established a level of predictability with you, which is to say that you know when you listen to this show, we are going to be talking in some way about career and also, to some degree, personal growth. And you want that. You are looking for that. That fulfills something in your life. And so you come back because it's predictable. But the surprise is that you don't exactly know what we're going to say, and you don't know what the subject of each episode is going to be. And so you are saying, I need a stream of information like this. Now, please give me things that I don't know. And if we violate that in the wrong way, if we violate the balance of that, then you're not interested anymore. So for example, you don't want 
us to throw predictability out the window. If suddenly we started posting, I I, I, I don't even know if we started posting um, uh, recaps of reality television shows on this on this podcast feed, you would say, I don't want that. That's not what I came for. Right. That's a that's the that's that's a, an abandonment of predictability. And it's the wrong kind of surprise. So you want predictability and surprise that can be part of a personal brand mission, too. So for me and my personal brand, for example, I know that people come to me to feel emboldened about the work that they do. And so everything that I post is in some way or another catering to that. Sometimes it's a idea. Sometimes it's something about me. Sometimes it is a photo of me somewhere, but I'm going to offer a caption that's going to share something that's going to get people thinking. What could that be for you in any way? Stick around. Help Wanted will be right back. Nicole, have you ever thought about the one that got away? Jason, I am happily in a relationship. You know that. No, the hire that got away. Someone that you thought was perfect for your team, but ah, they were already with another employer. Oh, well, in that case, yeah, I think about her all the time. Well, it's not too late. You can reach out to that person on LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you hire professionals that you can't find anywhere else, even people who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. Okay, looks like it's time for me to shoot my shot. Do it. And I know you may have your heart set on one person, but if you do want to open it up and post a role to a bigger applicant pool, you can do it for free at linkedin.com slash help wanted. And because there are so many professionals on LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. So you'll never have a one that got away again. Incredible. That's linkedin.com slash help wanted. Yep. LinkedIn.com slash help wanted. Terms and conditions apply. Happy hiring ever after. Nicole, have you ever thought about the one that got away? Jason, I am happily in a relationship. You know that. No, the hire that got away. Someone that you thought was perfect for your team, but ah, they were already with another employer. Oh, well, in that case, yeah, I think about her all the time. Well, it's not too late. You can reach out to that person on LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you hire professionals that you can't find anywhere else, even people who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. Okay, looks like it's time for me to shoot my shot. Do it. And I know you may have your heart set on one person, but if you do want to open it up and post a role to a bigger applicant pool, you can do it for free at linkedin.com slash help wanted. And because there are so many professionals on LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. So you'll never have a one that got away again. Incredible. That's linkedin.com slash help wanted. Yep. LinkedIn.com slash help wanted. Terms and conditions apply. Happy hiring ever after. Welcome back to Help Wanted. Let's get to it. I mean, look, maybe you don't have a business. Okay, well, that's fine. That could be your personal brand too. I have a friend from high school, Lily Shipper. Shout out Lily. Lily's a realtor in South Florida. Her personal brand is basically 
this community is awesome. Like if you go to her Instagram, what you find are posts about things that are going on in the community and the activities that she's involved in in the community, and then also photos of houses that are newly on the market. So if you're interested in the community that she lives in, and also if you are interested in buying a house there, then you follow her because you're going to feel updated on that community. And she doesn't have like tens of thousands of followers, but she has crafted a personal brand that is intentional, that is driving towards serving an audience. And she's always thinking about what that audience is. And I would bet that if you live in a community and you started to use your social media feed in an intentional way to be a cheerleader for and an engager of that community, the people in your community would start to follow you more. And they might start to trust your word on what's going on in that community. And then, well, they might want to come into the restaurant where you work because maybe they want to say hi. And not in a weird, creepy way, but you're just part of the community and they're part of the community. Hey, how's it going? Great to see you. This kind of stuff can matter. And if you want to do it, it's pretty simple. Step back and first ask yourself, what consistent value do I have to a consistent audience? And then number two, how can I express that over and over again? This does mean that you're utilizing your social media in a different way than maybe you are before, or maybe you're not even on social media and you hate it and therefore you're you're forcing yourself to get on social media. But this is okay. I mean, let's pick these two things apart. Let's talk about you're already on social media and you're using it in a different way, or you're not on social media and you, maybe you don't want to be. All right, fine. So first, you're on social media and now you're using it in a different way. I was worried about this too, because when I started really focusing on my personal brand, which I would say was around 2015, 2016, which is when I got this job as the editor-in-chief of Entrepreneur Magazine, and I, I realized that I had an opportunity to be a more public-facing person. My social media up until then was just random. It was just things I thought were funny and photos of me, places, you know, just the normal stuff. And I was worried, what happens if I start to post advice on social media and I start to present myself as some kind of authority? Are my friends going to say, this is obnoxious, you idiot? Are other people going to say... You are so fake. I was worried about these things, but I don't know. I just started doing it to see what would happen. And you know what happened? It was fascinating. What happened was that my audience grew. People I didn't know started to reach out to me and say things like, I really needed to hear today what you just said. People found what I said meaningful. They wanted a relationship with me. Again, not in a creepy way, but in a like... They want to follow me and they care about me and they'll DM me questions or tell me something that they liked or whatever. And my friends, well, some of them, frankly, yeah, I think probably weren't that interested in what I was posting, but that's fine. A lot of them, however, started to reach out to me and treat me a little differently. They would say things like, wow, that was really great advice wow, I've been going through this thing and that, that really helped me. Wow, I would love to chat with you about that because I'd love your insights on this thing that's happening to me right now or this decision that I have to. My friends started to convert into the imagined audience that I had because I just started talking like that. And it wasn't weird. 
I mean, it felt weird at the start, but it wasn't really weird. And the transition was pretty easy. Now, if you're not on social media and now you're like, ugh, I have to be on social media. Well, okay, but think about it this way. You're not going to be on social media in the way that you think about social media, which is to say maybe you think social media is just for people showing off. Okay, but you're not doing that. You're not going to be showing off. Or maybe you think, oh, social media is just a total time suck. And now I have to be like looking at it all the time. No, you don't. I am incredibly active on LinkedIn, for example. But you know what that means? That means that I post once a day. That's what that means. I post once a day. And then at some point later in the day or sometimes in the evening when I'm in bed, I go on LinkedIn. I see what people commented and I like reply. That's it. It's not that much. So once you approach this in a really intentional way and you start to think about who you are and what you could post and you start to create a little cadence that feels natural, well, then this no longer feels like a thing that you get subsumed into. This no longer feels like a dirty or uncomfortable task. It is simply a resource that is available to you. And if you use it and you take it seriously, then other people are going to see that you have, let's bring it back to the beginning, a symmetric upside. And really... Who doesn't want asymmetric upside? Hell, that could be your first social media post in your brand new personal brand. Help Wanted is a production of Money News Network. Help Wanted is hosted by me, Jason Pfeiffer. And me, Nicole Lappin. Our executive producer is Morgan Lavoy. If you want some help, email our helpline at helpwanted at moneynewsnetwork.com for the chance to have some of your questions answered on the show. And follow us on Instagram at Money News and TikTok at Money News Network for exclusive content and to see our beautiful faces. Maybe a little dance? Oh, I didn't sign up for that. All right. Well, talk to you soon. 